As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Have you ever wondered how to make the most of your Instagram stories? Welcome to the Win Big Podcast, episode 19. I'm Katie, and today we are going to dive into all the details of my six favorite strategies for making the most of your Instagram stories. And we're going to cover all different kinds of things from Instagram challenges to storytelling to selfies, captions, lots of different things. Check out the show notes for all the links and resources I've mentioned in this podcast, along with a summary at thewhin.co slash podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by the All In Whin Marketing Method. I've been working hard at updating my signature course for 2020, and the next cohort opens in February. To find out more, head to thewhin.co slash all-in-whin for all the details. You can also sign up there to get a notification when the early bird tickets go on sale. That's thewin.co slash A-L-L dash I-N dash W-H-I-N. I can't wait for you to join us. Well, it's blowing an absolute hooli outside, so I'm very glad to be cozied up in here with a cup of tea chatting to you guys today about Instagram stories. I personally have been absolutely obsessed with Instagram stories ever since last June when I ran a stories challenge for my Instagram uh, for me and my followers called hashtag winning it. So I wrote up a prompt for every single day of the month, a different word. And then I went on my stories every single day and had a chat and made sure to include that word uh, in the story for the day and everyone else joined in. Lots of people did it as a stories challenge and unfortunately that means you can't see those posts anymore. Um, but there were also a few people who did it as a feed challenge. So they posted in their feed every day, um, something related to the word of the day. So if you're interested to see what people were talking about, um, you can go to hashtag winning it. So that's uh, winning is spelled with an H like the win is. So you can go and have a look at that on Instagram. And the list of the challenge prompts uh, will be there as well if you want to see all the kind of things we were talking about. And I did save a lot of my stories from that month into different highlights on my profile. So you might be able to find some of the videos there um, as well. I learned so much from doing the challenge um, and I also learned a lot from the feedback um, for the people who are really engaged with the challenge. I actually followed up with them afterwards and asked them a few questions about how they found it and how their followers had engaged with the posts and the stories that they'd been putting up. Um, 
And that was fascinating. And then, of course, I spent all of the rest of the last year, as I say, obsessed with Instagram stories, watching what other people were doing and testing out different ideas. And so today I want to share with you six very specific things for you to try to help you make the most of your Instagram stories. So the first strategy I want you to try for your Instagram is to use stories to tell stories. So I find, yes, I do get a positive response on my Instagram stories when I'm sharing marketing tips, because obviously I'm a marketing consultant. That's a lot of what people come for, and that's brilliant. But sometimes I will get more engagement and particularly replies when people when I'm actually telling a story which is about my life so it might have a bit of a marketing undertone to it um, but it doesn't have to be like an exclusively educational story Um, and sometimes they're totally random and so it's much more interesting I find for people when I mix in the marketing advice along with some more personal stories Um, and, and sometimes I'll tell a story that does have like a marketing lesson as it were attached but I'm not making them exclusively educational and that element of people relating to you and uh, getting to know you is really important I think not all of social media is good obviously but one of the best things about it and about Instagram in particular is the way that I see people forming communities around individual influencers and businesses and some of these communities are so supportive and engaged um, and really connected with the content creator on the account, but also with other people who are followers of the same account and who are regularly commenting on posts and who they're friends with and so on. And that tends to work best because the person who owns the account is using it to share stories of their own and encouraging their followers to share stories too. Um, And so if you've just got a small following, you might not have a lot of people contacting you to tell you their stories. You don't have replies to share but if you start with yourself and your own stories and see how people respond to them and that will help you to use Instagram to build relationships beyond just focusing on sales. For some businesses obviously not every business is like a personal brand so the Win is quite a personal brand in the sense that I am the face of it at the moment I am the only person who works for the Win uh, full-time so it makes sense for me to be the face of it so instead you would think more about how you share the stories of your customers and your community. And you would talk about the things which have meaning to you and that are foundational to your company. So the story is about the business rather than about you as an individual. And so some of that might get a little bit more personal than you're used to sharing. Um, And so you need to be comfortable with where you draw the line. But I think if you're able to tell stories about yourself and about your customers which might be your customer stories might be anonymous and that's fine but there's something in that authenticity and that um that personalness of the connection there which is going to ring true with your audience and help you to engage a real community of people um, who can identify with you or with the customers that you've helped in the past so regardless of the type of business you have Um, You want to make sure you're using Instagram stories as a tool to tell stories either about yourself if that's appropriate or about your customers and the people you work with.
The second strategy I have to share with you today is to put your own face in your Instagram stories. So a lot of people, when they do have, um, maybe they're a little bit shy of putting themselves on social media and they don't want to be too out there, um, they don't want it to be all in their face, stories is an amazing place for putting yourself up there because one of the the joys and pitfalls of Instagram stories is that each clip is only online for 24 hours. So if you are a little bit self-conscious and not so confident about putting up pictures of yourself online for whatever reason, then the stories mean that however much you stress about a picture, it's gone within 24 hours, regardless of anything else. It's just gone. It's not on the internet anymore. Um, and so that can be really helpful. Now, I, half of my feed posts are selfies um, and nearly all of my Instagram stories are me chatting face to face with you guys, my audience, via the camera. But um, I'm not just a narcissist. Um, though if you know me, you might question that. No, it's actually a strategic choice and it's a really, really effective one. And I'm going to explain why. I did a psychology degree, so I do have a little bit of a background in this. I'm not by any means a professional psychologist but one of the things I learned when I was studying is that human beings are wired to respond to other people as a as a priority over almost everything else except obviously certain types of danger so if you're including pictures of people in your social media posts on Instagram um uh, on your Instagram stories then your audience is literally like hardwired in their brains to pay more attention to that content than they will do to pictures of anything that isn't a face. Um, unless it's a picture of like something truly terrifying and you're eliciting that danger response. But that's not a very nice thing to do to people on Instagram. So I would stick with the, the faces thing. Um, that would be better. And Instagram's algorithm as well is wise to this human instinct to respond to and connect with other people. So they can, you get this double effect of the algorithm promoting your content a little bit more because your face is in it, but then it will also promote it a second time more because the engagement is higher. So the human response then feeds into what the algorithm does, which is to promote content, which gets the best engagement. So you get a double benefit basically of using um, your face in your Instagram stories. And stories is still affected by the algorithm it's not a feed in the same way that your instagram feed is with your your kind of grid posts but people do still see stories in the order of the ones that they watch the most and the ones that they engage with the best so the better your engagement like the better engagement stats you are getting as a content creator the more likely you are to keep showing up at the top or near the top of people's queue of stories and again, you may run your account in such a way that it doesn't fit to be constantly sharing videos of yourself. And that is absolutely fine. If it doesn't suit you or your brand, you don't have to use selfies and video stories and so on all of the time. But unless you're intentionally running a completely anonymous account, you do need to make sure that you post a picture of yourself at least every once in a while. If you think about it, if your customers come to a trade fair or they pop into your shop, or they hire you to come and work with them one-to-one, -one, you'd obviously want them to recognize you when you showed up at the meeting or when they, they came into the shop. And it's much easier to feel connected to someone when you know what they look like 
And so when you're reading their captions and looking at their pictures, you can imagine the person it is that you're connecting with. And it feels much more like a relationship. And that's why, for example, I've used a picture of my face on the cover of the podcast, because I will want you to be able to kind of imagine that you're sat here across from me with a a cup of tea too, and we're just having a nice friendly chat. I know it's a bit one-sided. If there was some kind of mechanic of a podcast where we could have a real conversation, I'd obviously go for that. But anyway, the point is not to hide yourself completely. um, And do make sure, even if you're not running a personal brand, to show your face on Instagram stories occasionally. The third strategy I have for you today, this is a really good one, okay? So even if you don't wanna put your face on stories, um, you can definitely do this one. Whenever you're posting a video story that has someone talking in it, uh, particularly if that person is not facing the camera, um, but but whenever you post a video story, it is 100% necessary that you put a caption on the video so that people know what is being said without turning the sound on, okay? There is absolutely no wiggle room in this. If you are not already captioning your Instagram stories, that is the only tip that I would like you to take away from today's podcast. Okay, I'm lying. I want you to pay attention to all of them, but this is absolutely the most important one. Up to 85% of people are watching stories without switching on the sound at least some of the time. So if all they can see is a talking head, there's a good chance they're going to swipe to the next story because they can't switch the sound on, so they're not going to be able to absorb the content. And if you're doing a video where the camera's pointing away from you, so you're maybe showing something that's going on in your workshop and you're kind of explaining, if you put the caption there, people can then assume from that that you've got audio on the stories and so then they might switch it on to listen to but if they can't see uh, from text on the video itself that you're talking then they're going to miss everything that you're saying so that's no good and like you probably know yourself that you watch stories in all kinds of places where you're not going to put the sound on so you're maybe watching in the gym on the bus you might have your kids around you might be waiting outside somewhere for a class to finish and you're in like a corridor so you can't have the sound turned on maybe you're sat in front of netflix and your partner is watching a show that you don't want to watch but you're trying to be like supportive and hang out so much of the time there's so many examples of times where people are watching videos without turning the sound on So if you think any portion of your followers is going to be like this, you have to take the time to put captions on your videos. Um, There's a few different tools you can use for that to make it nice and straightforward. I find that the least complicated way to do it, uh, this is what you will have seen me do on Instagram mostly, the least complicated way to do it is to record your video um, in stories and then when you're creating you know when you're kind of finalizing it you can use the text feature so in the top right hand corner there's a little button that's got a capital A and a small A next to it if you tap on that you can then type text onto your screen and you can change the color you can give it a background you can change the font you can change the size and all kinds of things and Instagram like repeats the 15 second clip over and over and over again until you move on to either the next clip or you post it. Um, So you can hear what you are saying in order to write up all of what you said into your little caption. So you can go through it as many times as you need to to get the text right. If you would rather do less manual work 
then you may find that uh, a captioning app will be helpful for you. So on an iPhone, the most popular one is called Clipomatic, um, but there do seem to be quite a lot of different options on iPhone. I am an Android user, so I've never tried any of them, but if you have used a captioning app, then do drop me a message either by email or on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is at the Whinco, all one word. So you can drop me a message and let me know what you think of any captioning app that you're using and then I'll be able to share that with everyone if you've got a useful one. Um, on Android, the only one I've managed to find is called AutoCap. If you do follow me on Instagram, you will see some of those experiments um, before your very eyes, or you may have seen them already. But whichever method you are choosing to put captions on your videos, you have to do something. Make sure that you never post any kind of video with somebody talking in it without including captions because your videos deserve better and your audience deserves better too. Strategy number four is to talk about your business and to talk about yourself. So a few of the strategies I've just talked about are obviously encouraging you to put more of yourself and your personality on Instagram stories for your business because we want people to get to like you and to know you. But as well as that, you do need to make sure that you're telling people about your business and your products or your services. So if you're mostly using stories to post like pictures from your day-to-day -day life, little behind the scenes clip, that's obviously a good start of helping people to get to know you, but it's not going to give them the insight that they need into your products and services. Obviously you'll be posting products and services and stuff like that to your feed, I would hope, but you also want to use stories to... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply expand on it um, and it's great for things like demonstrations uh, of products and what they do or you can talk about the benefits of a product or service you can talk about your availability if you've never tried this before or you're not getting much positive feedback from the posts that you are talking about your products already then make sure that you're including enough of the kind of personal, interesting, slightly entertaining, behind the scenes, storytelling, all of that other content, because that other content will up the value overall to your audience. Because 
it makes your account a source of more relatable content, it's more interesting, and they form this stronger connection with you. When you build those relationships, you're gonna see more feedback from your customers and you're going to see so much more interest when you do talk about your products and services because these are people who actually care about you and who actually like you. And if you've been avoiding Instagram stories for a little while and then you just jump right back in with a product or sales pitch, you might notice that people don't care so much about it. You do have to find the balance when it comes to your content. Don't stress too much about a precise ratio. As with everything, check and see what people are responding to and engaging with and find a mix that works for you um, and do the best that you can with both types of content. So you want to make sure over time that you are talking about both yourself and your personal stories and storytelling and all of that and also talking about your business, your products and services. Our fifth strategy for maximizing what you're getting out of Instagram stories is going to be to actively encourage people to connect with you and engage. So whenever you go on stories and you have a bit of a chat or you're sharing some pictures, make sure you're actively asking people to reply to you, to share their own stories, to vote in poll stickers, to ask you questions and all sorts of things. Imagine if you were like on a date with someone or having a coffee meeting with someone new or you had met someone at a yoga class or a toddler group or wherever you meet people. And this person you've met spends the whole time just talking about themselves and they never ask you a single question. You're not then gonna open up to them and tell them all your stories and form a relationship with them because they haven't shown the slightest bit of interest in you by asking you a question. So you want to make sure when you turn up on Instagram stories yourself, that you're not being that rude person at the toddler group or at coffee or on the date. You have to make sure you also ask questions of the person or the people in your audience that you're talking to. You have to show interest in them and let them know you really do want to hear their thoughts. And then when they do message you or they join in your polls or they answer your question stickers, make sure that you are then resharing some of that conversation with your story. So particularly if you're doing polls and question stickers, you wanna make sure you're answering those questions in more Instagram stories. But this kind of thing, these questions that you're asking and this feedback loop that you're creating, this kind of circular conversation, helps your audience to feel more like a real community because they can see that there are conversations going on and that there are other people who are connected with you who are going through the same things as them, who have stories that they can relate to as well as relating to you directly. And then it also shows people that you do actually read and reply to your messages. And that will encourage more people to get in touch because they know you're really there and not just um, somebody, uh, I don't know, like auto, post, auto posting content and not joining in with the conversation. So that community building element is something that I want to get better at this year myself on Instagram um, and making sure that I'm encouraging people to join with me in conversation and not just blabbing away to the camera and never asking any questions. So if you do see me on Instagram stories and I haven't specifically said to ask me a question or to share your thoughts. It's probably because I've forgotten. It's not because I don't want to hear from you. So always feel free to message me with questions and chat and I will be very happy to get back to you. Strategy number six. This is our last one, but it's a really good one. 
is to check the Instagram insights for your Instagram stories to find out what people have actually enjoyed watching. And this last thing is so easy to forget to do when you're in the business of your day-to-day life and running your company and doing all the things you have to do. You know, I'm guilty of it sometimes too. Stick up a few stories and then you just get on with your life. And apart from responding to any messages that come in, we don't think too much about it. We don't harp on, like on your feed, when you post up a picture, um, you get notifications whenever somebody likes your post and whenever someone comments on it. So you're always kind of kept in the loop and it keeps that top of mind. But on stories, you don't get notifications. Um, unless somebody is messaging you or reacting to your story. But actually, a lot of people will watch stories and not engage with them in the same way that they would with a feed post. So plenty of people will be really interested in your stories. People are less likely to react to stories posts. So you have to go and seek them out and see what people are actually watching. And the way I usually do this in the insights. So to get to insights, you want to head to your own profile on Instagram. If you need a second, you can go and open up the Instagram app on your phone. I will wait. So you head to your own profile and then you tap the menu in the top right hand corner and then you'll see the button for insights. And on insights, there's a tab labeled content and there'll be a row there of any recent stories that you have and a link to see all. So you tap on that link to see all for your stories and then it will show you all of your stories from the last 14 days just in the order that you posted them. So it's a bit different than the feed posts. But what it has on it, um, it can show you how many replies you had and how many people tapped to see the next story and how many people swipe past you. But the thing I find most useful for working out which topics did people really enjoy is to actually see the reach of the whole sequence. So rather than looking at a single story in isolation, I'll take a look at the first story in a series of posts and see how many people saw it. So say like 100 people saw the first story in a sequence of like five stories. And then I will look at stories like four and five in the sequence to see how well those did. And maybe um, it had dropped to like 50 people. So the fifth story was only seen by 50 people. So that would be like a 50% retention rate because only 50% of people were still looking at it by the end. But then I might have another sequence which was longer but more interesting maybe, which only started with 75 It only started by reaching 75 people in that first video. And then by the end of the sequence, it was down to 50 people again. But 50 is a 66 percentage rate if we started at 75. So it's not just the overall number, it's also the percentage of people who are sticking around from the beginning to the end of the sequence. And that helps me to figure out what is the most interesting topic that I've been talking about recently, and what length of story makes sense. Do I have any annoying habits or are there any particular environments that I might be in which people are more or less likely to watch? And the biggest, the most obvious one was when I started captioning all my videos. Um, The difference in engagement between the first and last story on a captioned sequence versus an uncaptioned sequence was drastic. Um, And that is why the point about captioning all your videos is so important. So even if that's the only thing that you do, do that and then check your insights to see what difference it makes. And I promise you that you will get more views on stories with captions. 
So yeah, so what you're doing there is judging the effectiveness of the sequence of stories, the little series of them, based on the percentage of people who continue to watch every single one of them all the way to the end. Um, and you can compare all kinds of different things to work out what's the best. And if you don't bother measuring those things, then you're not going to know which topics work best, which formats work best, and what might be actually putting people off instead of helping you to connect with them. So you need to get into the habit of checking regularly so that you can tailor the content of your stories to suit your audience and the needs of your business as well. Now, I did actually post on my Instagram stories before recording this podcast to find out if anybody had any questions about Instagram stories that I could answer in the podcast. And then I'm going to share some of the clips from the podcast back to my Instagram stories. Um, You see, it's all very meta here. I'm, I'm thinking about how to join everything together. So I've got three questions to share with you and some answers as well. So our first question, listener question, is from Lorna, who says... I'm confused about when to use stories and when to use the main feed. Any advice? And yes, Lorna, I do have some advice for you. Um, My personal preference on this is to try and keep my feed for the things which are pretty and for the things which I want to keep around in the long term. So that might be uh, information about specific podcast episodes where I've got nice graphics that I've created. Um, all of my like nice selfies uh, where I'm wearing makeup and uh, it's nice and sunny or whatever. So the quality of the picture on the feed is generally they're nicer pictures. Um, when I'm on stories, I do still try and look presentable, obviously. Um, when I was doing the daily stories challenge, it was harder to look 100% presentable every single day. Um, but I did, did okay. But stories is less polished. Um, and it's more of the kind of day-to-day behind the scenes stuff. So that's really the main contrast that I use between my feed posts, which are polished and permanent, and my stories posts, which are kind of more behind the scenes and a little bit less polished. But actually, there are lots of different ways that you could break it up. I see people do all kinds of different things. Um, In fact, so many different things that it doesn't even make sense to start listing them. It's almost as though like everybody uses stories and feeds posts just very slightly differently so I would really encourage you to look around the accounts that you follow and see what people are doing that you enjoy watching um, and enjoy engaging with in the feed Um, and then to experiment with those different things on your feed and in your stories and use your Instagram insights to actually see what is resonating with people. Our second question is from Joe. Hello, Joe. Um, Joe has asked me, is it worth hashtagging in stories? No one seems to view the stories by hashtags yet. Um, and that is an interesting question. Um, I don't put hashtags on my stories very often, um, but I have seen people that do. And I've actually asked people this question myself when I saw a few people using hashtags in their stories. I asked them why they did it. And they said that even though you don't get a lot of people watching hashtag stories, you do get some. And so if you have content for your stories that you have specifically designed to appeal to new followers, and then you've done a really good job of selecting nice broad hashtags, so not enormous ones, but broad enough to attract quite a wide audience, 
then you'll find within the people who the the small number of people who do watch hashtag stories that some of them will connect with you um so you have to tailor the content you're using on stories to appeal to new people as well as choosing the hashtags which are going to have enough people in them that people some of the people will be watching the stories so you don't have to do it on every single story and I obviously don't but it can be useful if you're experimenting with with different ways and different techniques to grow your audience on Instagram so excellent question Joe. and our last question is from Fiona who's asked how many slides is too many and again this is an excellent question the general rule of thumb is to say that you shouldn't let the lines at the top of your stories turn into dots so when you're watching an Instagram story you'll see at the top there's a little line that represents each clip and it's kind of all divided up Um, and if you put too many clips in then the little lines turn into a whole row of dots so if it's a row of dots that's far too many and but to give you a more sort of specific answer you need to work out what's going to work for your audience and their attention span based on the way that you create your content Um, so some styles of story will be more uh, people will be more open to watching longer sequences and you need to measure what's going to work for you. So if you use insights, as I described earlier on, to check when people are dropping off, you can start to get a sense of sort of something like the half-life of your stories, to use a scientific metaphor. So like how many stories clips can you get through before half of your audience has dropped off? Um, And then you want to make sure that all of your stories are around that length or maybe a couple of stories longer but not too much longer than that. Alternatively if you're asking this question because you're concerned that your engagement is quite low and you want to bring it up then you can try using fewer clips in a sequence Um, and so rather than saying well how many is too many think about it the other way around. So what's the shortest sequence of clips that I can use in order to get my point across? So before we say goodbye, let's do a quick recap. I shared with you today my six strategies for getting the most out of your Instagram stories. The first was to use stories to tell stories, whether those be stories about yourself or about your customers. The second strategy was to put your face up in your stories as much as you can bear to. Strategy three, is always caption your videos. This is the most important thing that I have said to you today. If you have Instagram story videos, you have to caption them. You have to, have to. Strategy number four is to make sure you're balancing talk about your business with talk about yourself and you're doing a reasonable amount of both. Strategy five is to actively encourage people to connect with you and to engage by using poll stickers, question stickers, or just asking people to send you a message in reply. And finally, our sixth strategy was to check the insights for your stories to find out exactly which videos people enjoy watching and what topics and styles you should do more of in the future. Thanks for joining me today to talk about Instagram stories. Instagram is one of my favorite topics, so if you have any questions you'd like me to answer, feel free to send me a direct message. My Instagram handle is thewhinco, all is one word. That's T-H-E-W-H-I-N-C-O. You can also email me at curious at thewinco. 
I always love featuring listener questions in my podcast. This has been episode 19 of the Win Big podcast. Thanks for tuning in. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.